You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Wednesday to you, and thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day. Today on the podcast, we have several things to get to. The Buffalo Bills have a new offensive coordinator, and I want to break that down from every angle. An important player in the NFL, retired, and I have a few thoughts that I want to share on that. And as you probably know, I am in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl, and I want to give you some players that I think you should pay attention from a Buffalo Bills perspective, both offensively and defensively. So that's what we're doing today. Let's get started with the Buffalo Bills' new offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. He made his decision between the Buffalo Bills and the New York Giants. He picked the Bills and was named offensive coordinator of the team on Tuesday. And so what is my initial reaction? I'm happy. I'm happy because this is who Josh Allen wanted. Let me remind you of the quote that he gave during his final press conference of the season. Josh Allen said, quote, I think when Ken Dorsey got here three years ago, my career definitely changed in terms of how I viewed the game of football. Just having a guy in the quarterback room that played the game and was the winningest college quarterback of all time. He was 38-2. and two. He'll never let me forget that. He says it all the time. But just the way he approaches the game, he's competitive, he's smart, he works his ass off, and I appreciate what he's done for me over the course of my career so far. And so you could tell that this is who Josh Allen wanted, and I love that the organization showed a clear commitment that Josh Allen's input is valued. It's a big deal. It's a big deal for quarterbacks to feel like they have some type of sway in the organization, especially a quarterback like Josh Allen. And that's exactly what has bothered Aaron Rodgers for so long in Green Bay is that he hasn't had this type of influence over the decision-making. The Buffalo Bills have made it clear that Josh Allen's input is valued. And throughout the course of last week, As we got to hear from Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott, they made it clear that they were well aware of Josh Allen's desire for Ken Dorsey to be the next offensive coordinator. And so outside of me being happy that Josh Allen's happy and this is who he wanted, I also like that this limits the disruption for the offensive coaching staff and scheme. We've already seen Brian Dable leave to be the head coach of the Giants. We've seen him take... Bobby Johnson, the offensive line coach with him. We've seen the assistant offensive line coach, Ryan Wendell, go to the Las Vegas Raiders. We're wondering about Shea Tierney. We think Chad Hall's going to stay. But overall, keeping Ken Dorsey as the team's offensive coordinator limits further disruption for this offense. And you like to think, from a scheme perspective, a lot of the principles that we've seen Josh Allen be successful with under Brian Dable will carry over with Ken Dorsey with obviously Ken Dorsey's fingerprints getting further on the operation. So I like all that. 
So with all of that in mind, I've kind of shared my initial reaction to the hire. Maybe you guys are listening to this right now and are asking yourself, who is Ken Dorsey? And why are you happy that he's the Bills' offensive coordinator? And maybe the only thing you know about him is that he's been Josh Allen's quarterback's coach for the last three years. So let's give you a little bit of background on Ken Dorsey. He was the quarterback at the University of Miami, and he won the national championship with the Hurricanes back in 2001. He was a seventh-round pick in the 2003 NFL Draft to the San Francisco 49ers, and he was on the 49ers from 2003 through 2005. He actually signed a contract extension with San Francisco, and then he was traded to Cleveland in 2006 and remained on the team through 2008. After the 2008 season, he spent the 2010 year in the CFL, and then he retired from playing football in 2011. Right after he retired from playing football, he became a pro scout for the Carolina Panthers in 2011, where he obviously became acquainted with Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. And then in 2013, he transitioned to the Panthers coaching staff to become their quarterback's coach a position he held through 2017 and was the quarterback's coach for Cam Newton. In 2018, he went to FIU, Florida International University, to serve as the assistant athletic director. After just one year on that job, he became the Bills quarterback's coach in 2019, and then he added the responsibility of passing game coordinator this past season in 2021. Now, after the 2020 season, There has been some rumors that Ken Dorsey had interest from other teams to be an offensive coordinator and had a few interviews, but obviously he stayed in Buffalo. And so after all that, he's now the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. And so when you think about the path that he's been on since retiring from playing football, he's on a great trajectory to be in consideration for head coaching jobs assuming he gets the job done with the Buffalo Bills offense. So what's the concern here? What is the downside to Ken Dorsey? Well, first of all, he's a first-time offensive coordinator. You love what he was able to accomplish with Cam Newton in Carolina. You love the influence that he's had on Josh Allen. You love what both Cam and Josh Allen have said about him. But this is obviously a new role for Ken Dorsey. On one hand, it's a great situation to step into. You've never been an offensive coordinator? Well, here's Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and this Bills offense, and you get to step in and call plays and design this scheme. And, oh, by the way, you've been part of it for the last three years. So that's a really good environment for a first-time offensive coordinator to step into. On the other side of the coin are the expectations. They're high. You don't want to step in here and have a drop-off. You were the guy Josh Allen wanted. And so he has to come in and maintain one of the best offenses in football over the last couple of seasons. So with all that said, there is some level of we'll see when it comes to Ken Dorsey, but There isn't a different option that I would have preferred, especially when you consider the backgrounds of the two other known candidates that we were made aware of in Edgar Bennett 
and T. Martin. Both of those guys have West Coast backgrounds. And I'll tell you what, Josh Allen in a West Coast offense would be very, very disappointing. And you think back to the first offensive coordinator that Sean McDermott hired in 2017, it was Rick Dennison, who was a West Coast offense-type coordinator, and the Bills had Tyrod Taylor, and that was a terrible scheme fit. And so I'm not going to lie, I've had some level of concern that Sean McDermott was going to bring in another West Coast guy and try to put Josh Allen in a timing offense. And so that didn't happen, and I'm really happy to see Ken Dorsey get this opportunity and uh, not disrupt further what's already been disrupted when it comes to the Buffalo Bills offensive coaching staff. Now, real quick, Tom Brady retired. You guys know him, former New England Patriots quarterback and, of course, most recently with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Retired. It's over. 22 years in the NFL. Has every record. He's the GOAT. We get it. And he also owns a 33-3 and career record as the starting quarterback against the Buffalo Bills. And so, Tom, adios. But I do have to point out that it is super interesting that in an extremely long social media post that was 900 words, it featured eight different paragraphs that were Bucks related. He mentioned Jason Like, their general manager, the Glazers, the owners, Bruce Arians, the Tampa Bay community, the fans, but not a single mention of anything to do with the New England Patriots. Not Belichick, not Robert Kraft, not his teammates, not the fans, not the region, nothing. And he accompanied the text of his retirement post with a picture of him in a Bucks uniform in the game he played against New England in 2021 where the Bucks beat the Patriots in Foxborough. A friendly reminder that Tom Brady obviously enjoyed his time in Tampa Bay, his two years in Tampa Bay, more than the 20 years with New England where he won six Super Bowls. The Patriot way doesn't work without Tom Brady. And I think Tom Brady realizes that his career could have been even more fulfilling if he wasn't subjected to the Patriot way. So happy trails, Tom Brady. Enjoy retirement. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game in a couple weeks. BetOnline.net remains the number one spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline is where the game starts. So as I mentioned, I am currently in 
Mobile, Alabama for the 2022 Reese's Senior Bowl. I'm here with the Draft Network. We're scouting these practices. We'll be here all the way through the game. And as we know, this is an important stop on the NFL Draft scouting circuit. It's a big part of the process, and the Buffalo Bills in particular really enjoy selecting players from the Senior Bowl, whether that's Tredavious White or Josh Allen or Deion Dawkins or Harrison Phillips, Boogie Basham. A lot of Senior Bowl players have been picked by Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott. This is an important place to see future Buffalo Bills. And so after I was in Las Vegas over the weekend for the Shrine Bowl practices, I'm now in Alabama for these Senior Bowl practices. And with this being a major part of the discussion across the NFL, I do want to bring to your attention some prospects that I think you should have on your radar when it comes to the Buffalo Bills. Guys that I think the Bills will have interest in. And um, as we get further and further into draft talk in the coming weeks, these are good players for you to be familiar with. And so we're going to do a segment here on offense, and then we'll flip the script over to defense. And I have five players on both sides of the football that I think you should pay attention to that would fill a need for Buffalo and be the types of players that we typically see them bring into the building. So let's do this. Let's start with the offense. And these aren't all going to be first round guys. I'm going to give you players from all parts of the draft. First round guys, there will be some of those, some day two guys, and even some day three guys. In fact, we'll start with a day three guy at quarterback. And the quarterback that I think you should be familiar with is Bailey Zappi from Western Kentucky. Six foot on the dot, 213 pounds. I think he's a day three pick. But as we've talked about a few times already this offseason, the Bills have a need at backup quarterback. And I'm hopeful that they sign one of the veterans that I mentioned on the quarterback review podcast earlier this week. I think that they probably want to add a young quarterback as well. And Bailey Zappi, in a lot of ways, fits the types of quarterbacks we've seen the Bills draft on day three. Hello, Nathan Peterman. Hello, Jake Fromm. Hello, Matt Barkley, who was the Bills' backup quarterback for a couple of seasons. I think Bailey Zappi is in that mold. I'm not going to sit here today and tell you that I'm a big fan of Bailey Zappi, but as I'm trying to be honest with you about players that I think the Bills are going to have interest in at the Senior Bowl, Bailey Zappi's a guy that I would have on my radar. Kind of a limited player in terms of physical skill, but was a very accomplished college quarterback. He started his career at Houston Baptist and then transferred to Western Kentucky for the 2021 season. He holds all the records you can have in college football for passing and um, comes from the air raid type system. And when you compare his skill set to a guy like Jake Fromm or Matt Barkley or Nathan Peterman, there are some parallels. And I got a chance to meet Bailey uh, a couple nights ago, and he seems to be the type of quarterback that the Bills would like to have, not just from a skill set perspective, but from just a personality perspective. He falls in line with all of those players I just talked about. So 
Get him on your radar. I would not be surprised if he was a target for the Bills on day three. Now let's talk about some offensive linemen. Cole Strange. He's a guard center type player from Tennessee Chattanooga. Six foot four, 304 pounds, 33 and an eighth inch arms. I think he's a day two player. And Cole Strange is an easy player to love when you watch him play football. He has that split bar helmet face mask, just like you saw from like Phil Hansen or Bruce Smith or Thurman Thomas. You don't really see those split bar face masks anymore. Cole Strange is still wearing them, doesn't wear gloves, and he's got a really, really good build in terms of just how he slapped together. No bad weight, but he's thick and powerful. And he's shown this week that he could play some center in addition to guard, but He is an aggressive blocker that gets after people. He brings the fight. He wants to win with first contact, take control of reps, run his feet, and take you out of the picture. I love his temperament. Like I said, you watch him play, and he's easy to fall in love with. And I think he's already had one good practice. I think that will continue throughout the rest of the week. And this is a player that we'll look at on day two across the entire NFL landscape and think, wow, somebody could pick this guy on day two and get a starter. Just like you saw with Quinn Miners and the Denver Broncos last year. Quinn was the toast of the Senior Bowl and wind up being a day two pick and wind up being a starter for Denver. I see a very similar arc for Cole Strange, but obviously a, a lot different in terms of body type. So Cole Strange, interior offensive lineman from Chattanooga. The next guy is a first-round guy. Interior offensive lineman Zion Johnson from Boston College. Six foot two, 314 pounds, 33 and 7 eighth inch arms. If the Bills picked an offensive lineman at 25, this would be a good target. Zion Johnson's one of my favorite prospects, and I got dialed into Zion when he first transferred to Boston College. He started his career at Davidson, which is a college pretty close to where I live in Concord, North Carolina, but it's actually Davidson just a little bit north. And there are no scholarship football players at Davidson. And so he's at Davidson, and he wants to level up in competition. He goes to Boston College, which is a program that is known for producing offensive linemen. And not long into his initial season at Boston College, this guy becomes a starting left guard. And you watch him play, and he's just getting after people. And he's got good technique, and he's got good mobility. And whether it's run blocking or pass blocking, he is square to his opponent, and he's powerful, athletic, and technically refined. That showed up right away at Boston College. Then in year two, he plays left tackle, and he, I think he had a decent season, but you could tell he's better suited for work on the interior. Then he goes back to left guard this past season and was dominant again. And so this is a player that's leveled up in competition that has you know, kind of paved this path. He's an experienced player with good fundamentals, good athleticism, good power, good size. I think he's a plug-and-play left guard in the NFL and a good target for the Bills at 25. And I think he had a really good opening day of practice here at the Senior Bowl. Let's talk about a wide receiver. I know that you guys are looking for speed at wide receiver. Well, I've got it for you in Calvin Austin from Memphis. Now, he brings speed. He does not bring size. Five foot seven, 
173 pounds, 30 and 5 eighth inch arms. I think this is probably a day two pick. But Calvin Austin, you can fit him in your pocket, but this guy is explosive and he competes well above his weight class. So first of all, if you give this guy off man coverage, he is going to eat up that turf and he is going to run away from you. If you try to play up on top of him, he will take steep angles off the line and his shiftiness, his elusiveness, he's going to uncover and get away from you. This is a separation specialist. And oh, by the way, he has good hands and he has good ball skills and he's super, super competitive for his size. And so when I think about Josh Allen throwing those deep over routes, a guy like Calvin Austin is exactly who I want those targets going to. And I think he can do a lot of the gadgety stuff that Isaiah McKenzie has done in addition to the deep overs and getting him involved in the screen game and yards after catch. I mean, I think this is exactly the type of weapon that I've been talking about to really round out the skill sets and give the Bills some speed vertically, but also some yards after catch ability. And so, again, there's no size here. He's not a size receiver. He's very, very undersized, but he has speed. He has natural playmaking instincts and ability, and he is a super competitive dude that I really enjoy watching play football and would love to see the Bills target on day two. One more offensive prospect for you, a running back, Jerome Ford from Cincinnati, five foot 10, 209 pounds. I think he's probably a late day two, early day three type pick. The Bills need more at running back. They only have one running back right now, Devin Singletary, that they trust with the football. That's a problem. Jerome Ford is a player that I could really get behind in the middle rounds for the Bills. Started his career at Alabama, transferred to Cincinnati, and he got better and better every single year. And for as much credit as Desmond Ritter, their quarterback, gets for the season that Cincinnati had going undefeated, getting to the college football playoffs, getting a chance to play against Alabama, Jerome Ford was the engine of that offense. And like I said, five foot 10, 209 pounds, but he's got a lot of speed. He's got a lot more than you expect. He's got a legit second gear to run away from people. Now, this isn't Chris Johnson. This isn't like a 4-2 or a 4-3 guy, but I would not be surprised if he's a legit 4-4 guy that has good short area quickness and elusiveness and speed. Like, he's not slow to the perimeter. And I think he's the type of back that would complement Devin Singletary very well. And I think his pass-catching ability is underrated. He caught the football really, really well today in practice in Mobile. And so as I think about more depth for the Bills at running back and more trusted ball carriers, Jerome Ford is that mid-round guy that I'm pounding the table for. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit and eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. And Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it and it's healthy for you. And when you're trying to eat healthy, you're asking yourself, where are the sweets? Where's the chocolate? Well, good news, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate and they are healthy for you. Check out these nutrition facts. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. 
and they have so many delicious flavors to choose from. They've got coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, had one of those this morning, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and so many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited-time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new. I've got a deal for you. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, so we talked about some offensive players that you need to keep in mind from the Senior Bowl. Let's talk about some defensive players that I think should be on your radar for the Buffalo Bills down here in Mobile. I got five of them for you. Let's start with a first-round guy, an edge player, Jermaine Johnson from Florida State, 6'4", 259 pounds, 34 and 3-8-inch arms. He is a stud, a stud football player. Um, Began his career at Georgia, and he kind of got lost in a very, very deep and talented Georgia front seven. But he still had six and a half sacks in 2020 on less than 100 pass rush snaps. And I studied that tape because he's a guy that transferred to Florida State, which is in my region for the draft network. So I'm looking to learn about this player that transferred in. And I was pretty high on him based on a limited sample size. He goes to Florida State. He's the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. And the impact that he made on the field was undeniable. Whether it was stopping the run, rushing the passer, this dude makes plays. He's got a great frame, long arms, and he knows how to beat blocks and finish. Just very natural. He takes good angles, a really good feel for where the ball's going to be, knows how to get off blocks, knows how to make tackles. And so far, he has been one of the standouts here in Mobile. I gave him a first-round grade when I did his final film review And he's done everything to affirm that first-round status based on the way he checked in with his frame, his measurables, and how he's competing. This guy just knows how to beat blocks and make plays. Good, good football player. Had a chance to meet him as well the other night and um, has a really good personality. I think he'd fit in well with the team. Let's move to an interior defensive lineman, Travis Jones. He's a defensive tackle from UConn. Six foot four, 326 pounds. That's a big boy. 34 inch arms. I think he's a day two pick. And I think we're all craving a little bit more at that one tech position for the Bills. We'd love to see Harrison Phillips back. And hopefully he is back and is a starter next to Ed Oliver, but the Bills need more there. Star Latulale is a decent player, but he's kind of unreliable. And he started strong. Last year, he got COVID and was never really the same. Brandon Bean said as much. Now, he'll be back next year because, obviously, his contract doesn't really set up favorably favorably for the Bills to do anything with. But as you think about a couple years down the line, you need more at defensive tackle, especially at one tech. And Travis Jones is that player. He's a guy that I love projecting to the A-gaps in the NFL. And you think about this guy playing at UConn. Not a good football team. One of the worst football teams in America. And he's a 3-4 nose tackle. And he's got two and three blockers on him nearly every play. And he still makes an impact. He doesn't care about your double teams. He swallows up 
those blocks, and he owns his space. And he's also a pretty good pass rusher. He can really push the pocket, and he's a lot more athletic than you expect for his size. And I'm going to mention a name here that's going to turn you off. But from an athletic perspective, the way he moves, it reminds me a lot of Vernon Butler at Louisiana Tech and you know the mobility that he showed that made him a first-round pick. I'm not saying he plays like Vernon Butler, but that type of frame and mobility. And he's a guy that just really intrigues me. And so if you're looking for a one-tech defensive tackle, guy that's going to play in the A-gaps, swallow up blocks, keep the second level free, give you some push as a pass rusher, Travis Jones is a great option. Let's move to linebacker. This is not necessarily one of my favorite prospects, but again, I'm trying to be honest with you about players that I think will be on the Bills' radar that I think you should get acquainted with. And at linebacker, Troy Anderson from Montana State. And um, he's six foot three, 242 pounds. I think he's a day three pick, probably an early day three pick. And here's the deal with Troy. One of the most unique football players I've ever scouted. He's a linebacker, but over the last three seasons, he was an all-conference quarterback at Montana State. He was an all-conference running back at Montana State. And this past year, he was the defensive player of the year in the conference. This is a player that has made an impact in three uniquely different positions. And now, obviously, I think in the NFL, he's a linebacker that could give you some value on offense with some different packages, and he should be a great special teams player. But I think his role at the next level is that linebacker. And he's got great size. Like I said, six foot three, 242 pounds. And he can run. He's got great speed and range, and he's an assertive player. He's an urgent player. He's a good tackler. And so you just get this guy roaming sideline to sideline. He can make plays outside the numbers. It should translate well to special teams. And obviously, he's a big-time football guy, given how he's been able to embrace so many different roles and make an impact. And so I think this is the type of player that you identify as your A.J. Klein-type replacement, where when you want to put three linebackers on the field, he can help you, brings big-time value on special teams, and is just a big athletic dude that loves to hit people and no he's not there from an instincts perspective at linebacker not even close but he has size physicality and speed and I think he can help a football team and I think the Bills will really like him I want to finish out with a couple of cornerbacks let's start with Mario Goodrich from Clemson I think this is a day two maybe early day three type player Six foot, 186 pounds. I wish he had a little bit more length. That's the only knock on him from a size perspective that I see as we consider cornerbacks for the Buffalo Bills. But Mario Gerdrich is one of my favorite players in the draft. Um, Nobody expected him to be a starter for Clemson this year. He had been with the program for a few seasons, and it was expected to be Sheridan Jones and Andrew Booth at corner for Clemson. Well, Goodrich wins the job over Sheridan Jones and was an all-ACC cornerback, and he earned that. He is a very physical player. I love him in press coverage. I love the way he plays off contact. I love the way he tackles and defends the run. But he's also got great speed. He can carry guys down the field in man coverage, and he's got ball skills. 
and not just making plays on the ball in the air, but he forces fumbles. I mean, he's a very aggressive football player. And so I still think he needs more time on task and um, just more experience in zone coverage in terms of how to space the field and layer coverage. But he was a high-level performer, and I love the mentality and makeup that he plays with. And so for a developmental option on the outside at corner that I think could be a starter by year two, Mario Goodrich is the type of player that I can see the Bills really gravitating towards that would give them some athleticism at corner that's currently missing. The last guy I'll mention is another corner, Joshua Williams from Fayetteville State, six foot two, 193 pounds, 32 and a quarter inch arms. I think he's an early day three pick, maybe a mid day three pick. And um, you watch this guy at Fayetteville State, and obviously we're not talking about the highest level of competition. But they just asked him to play press man coverage, and nobody got off the line. He just swallowed up dudes at the line of scrimmage and took them off the menu, and that was it for that play for that receiver. Took them off the menu immediately. But when he did play in some off-man coverage, you could see that he had a lot of athleticism. And obviously he's got a great frame, 6'2", 193 pounds, over 32-inch arms. And you can see him run, and you're like, okay, this is a physical press man corner that has length and can run. And even at the Senior Bowl, you've seen some mixed results with him. You've seen him swallow up guys at the line of scrimmage, and you've seen him get challenged having to cover receivers in ways that he never really had to at Fateful State. But what's really encouraging is that he hit 21.75 miles per hour on the field today. He has legit speed. And so... I think we're all craving a little bit more speed in the secondary for the Bills, but this guy has that length. He has that physicality. And as a developmental corner for Sean McDermott, who has great experience maximizing players like this, I think this would be a great option for Buffalo, especially when you think about Saran Neal being a free agent. And I'm not sure if the Bills will be able to bring him back. He can kind of fill that role right away and – develop more in terms of an outside corner and provide the Bills with some depth and maybe even an eventual starter. So that's going to do it for us today, but I needed to do this. I mean, the Senior Bowl is a big part of the NFL calendar, and we know that the Buffalo Bills are big-time subscribers to the Senior Bowl, and um, we can expect the Bills to draft a few players that I'm watching now in Mobile. And so I wanted to bring to your attention some players that I thought made a lot of sense from both sides of the ball at all portions of the draft. So I hope you enjoyed this. I hope that this helps you get a little bit more dialed in on the draft and get more familiar with the players that we are inevitably going to talk about in the coming months. So I hope you enjoyed. I would love it if you took a second to rate, review, share, and subscribe to the podcast. As it stands now, I do plan on the performance review series continuing tomorrow with running backs but if we get major news or something like that that we need to respond to we'll pivot and do that but either way we're talking buffalo bills football here for you tomorrow on the podcast so come on back i hope you have a great rest of your day and i look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow